episode of Cruising the Planet. My mic's a little hot. We're back. <laughs> yes. How is everyone doing? Everyone as in just Cole. Yep, just me. Jake Jake couldn't make it this week. That's okay. I'm the front I'm the fun panelist anyway. I'll I'll just be sad. <laughs> no. Probably uh you're leaving next week. For, yes. For a fun little party, so we're gonna have to get Jake on. Uh, mm-hmm. Most certainly. Otherwise, it's just going to be me talking about news for like a 20-minute video. Do you, you think you could stretch that for 20 minutes? I can try. Can't I? <laughs> I can try. <laughs> I mean, there was that one time where um, y'all you race over Y'all here. literally ran over <laughs> yeah. from your apartment? Yeah. They, for for reference, you okay if I give this information it, it's away? It's fine. They live a, literally across a parking lot, like... Uh, video audience, you can see out of the panelist camera, there's a window here, and directly behind my camera, host camera, there is a window here that if you break out of, you can run straight to Cole's apartment. Yep, pretty much. And so that's what Cole did when I came on air and all of my guests... I broke the window. All my guests (laughs) bailed on me. She had told me specifically that she wasn't going to be here. Yeah, because, um, oh... That day you had said that you had like four people in yeah, line. Yeah, I had so I was four like, okay, people who I don't were ready need to, to be come here. on. And Cole was like, you know what? I'm going to cook like a nice dinner. I'm going to be in I'll mm-hmm. be in and out. It'll be a relaxed evening and then you just started sending me text messages of like stall for 20 minutes. We're leaving now. <laughs> <Yeah>. And <laughs> you, Parks, Avery as well showed up. I think so. Was that that the time? Whole, the whole crew yes. came in and we had ourselves a wonderful the show. The whole crew that usually listens But you're going to be out of town so I don't have my yeah, my regulars. Backup. <laughs> I don't have a backup or anything. Instead, uh, I'll just talk about Stephenville News and that'll be it really, won't it? Mm-hmm. Basically, oh, we don't even have a music update this week because we're adding too many songs. Oh, I, like that's the whole list is changed now? I, I know that Rumor, rampant speculation. Rumor has it. Thank you. <laughs> Bang by AJR might be removed this week. It's just because Jake doesn't like it. Is it? <laughs> I know that he doesn't enjoy TikTok, and we'll get into that probably next mm. week when it's just him. I just Jake I doesn't really, like a lot of things. I really love AJR, and Jake really does not love AJR. So I think it's fine. I don't have very many opinions in music. I listen to my little corner caddy of stuff. Actually, fun fact, Don't Let Me Down by Milky Chance and... Oh, jeez, no, please. My memory. It's gone. I'm it typing. It floated away. Stop. Don't bully me. It broke out the window, actually. Stop. <laughs> Come on now. You should take some B12. B12. That's supposed to help with your memory. I take caffeine. <laughs> and it's also supposed to help Milky with Milky Chance's Don't Let Me Down featuring Jack Johnson... That's something I do listen to. Milky Chance is a okay. band I grew up with in high school. All right. I personally really enjoyed their uh, electric release of Fado. Hmm. Means fate in never mind. I forgot the language, so I won't. <laughs> it means fate in some other language. I never so no memories today, people. Ironically, Can't. as someone who works oh. at a radio station, hmm? I was never like involved in the music crowd i guess what do you um, mean by that growing up and was never really allowed to listen to secular music so like real what <laughs> i'm a, i gotta go 
Um, for those people who lived that, in a religious home, that, you know what I mean. I don't know what that <laughs> word means. I what does that word mean? Denoting attitudes, maybe it's or other just things that have Southern no religious Baptist. or spiritual basis. What just just non-religious music? Religious? Yes. Reli- <laughs> I'm sorry. Just non-religious music, though. Yeah. That's the. Yep. So I didn't. So uh, like most music. I was definitely behind socially when I came to college, and everyone that's was like, weird. "Oh, you heard this artist, right? You know that song?" I'm like, mm-hmm. no. Yeah, because you and me would be around the age. Well, I did deal with the SoundCloud rappers in my class. You didn't, or did you? Uh, I was homeschooled. I forget. So you <laughs> was, didn't deal with any of that. Yeah, I guess no. that's how they controlled your music taste, was it? Uh, yeah. Or rather, your music input, not really your. Yeah, taste. it was just radio that was played, and the radio stations were only Christian stations. Uh, so. so a lot of Christian rock, and that's it. Very little Christian rap, I believe. Very little Christian heavy metal. Yeah. Actually, I I take that back. Although I I am personally just not a fan of Skillet, so. Skillet. That's one. Yeah. Uh, I I grew up in a bit of a musical scene and just uh, chose not to partake. I see. Well, at least you have some of the lingo, though. I I yeah, don't I have guess. that. Like. Even just not going to high school? Yeah. I like, have, like brick and mortar? Mm. Yeah. I just have the context of like what things mean, don't I? Mm-hmm. Compared to you. Yeah. That's Yeah. Oh, I, that's I just like nod and smile. I'm like, yeah, I know what that means. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Well, that's rough. It, it, it can be. It, it, I just now reached the point, like, I guess in my college career, an uh, undergrad, I just then wrote reached the point where i was able to be like to voice that i hadn't had those things oh and so people could tell me what they meant yeah and me not be as embarrassed about not having them so it was embarrassment that was causing you to just be like "Uh uh-huh yeah i know what's going on yeah i know exactly what you're talking about specifically listening to any sort of like latin music oh okay because i'm not fast enough on the translation yet oh i see and i can talk to people in spain i can i can do work in spanish mm-hmm. that like i have working man's spanish figured out okay and i have for a long time um but i can't do like what's your favorite color what's your favorite like not to the le- degree i can in english okay i'm very much neutered on that level because spanish wasn't something i it was a sellable skill it's not something i partook for fun right because every time you go to your your abuelas, you just like work mm-hmm. and like help her around yeah, the house, so and then you she aren't pays you in food. Necessarily like fluent, but you have a level no. of fluency. I have a level of fluency, which is like just sort of work. It's just understood. That it's like, oh, I'm a I'm a white kid who knows Spanish, that's, mm. and that's about it. So there's a lot of levels of like you know the song of like you had to have heard, like you have to have know about this artist, like you got to know this painting, or like don't you enjoy. Like this photog- this photographer, and I'm like, yeah. I don't have any of that cultural backing, because right. I simply cannot communicate that I don't know it, and I can't communicate what I don't even know. And that's where I see a lot of, like, that I physically live on the language barrier, mm-hmm. and like have for a <laughs> long time, and I definitely see where a lot of people's anxieties come from people who speak a different language than them. Yeah. I can tell you that it is just, it is all in, you're all in your own head. 
Because I'm certain you've seen those videos of people who are like on about, what is it? Like uh, in Walmart where it's like, speak, speak our language. This is America. Uh, the language yes. is English. Those lovely people. Right. I can tell you for a fact those people are worried that they're being gossiped about or talked mm, behind their back. Just because they don't understand. I know. I can tell you for a fact because that was my fear sitting down at Christmas or Easter or Thanksgiving. Mm. And I'm the only white child. And then later on, it was me and my brothers, the only white children. And all the adults are speaking Spanish. And you're like, we have no idea what's going on. Who's talking about me? Like, yeah, I did steal those cookies, but, you know, don't have to talk about me. You don't steal in in grandma's house. She'll kill you. (laughs) No. (laughs) You have assorted food. You have food that's made for you, and that's your food. I was the oldest grandson, so I got my... F- I always got empanadas, sweet potato empanadas. Wow. Holy moly. If I ever told you the best, like, savory dessert, it's that. Interesting. Oh, dude. See, my nanny was always like... And by nanny, I mean my grandmother, not like... Yeah. I did not have a nanny. You're rich. We got it. <laughs> my nanny always was just like, go get food. No matter what it is, just... Like, Cake. Yeah. Or she would make something even if I had mm-hmm. just eaten. Like, it's always just been like, have it. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. It was just you asked first because we're, um, c- no, because we, ha- we have like Dang. responsibilities and we were raised <laughs> to be adults in our household. Was, it, was I raised to be an adult? <laughs> doesn't sound like it, to be honest. Nicole, I'm going to be honest with you. Doesn't sound like it. I fear that like constantly. I. So I am a grown person with an undergraduate degree, and I'm like, am I actually an adult, though? <laughs> we were talking about that earlier, actually. Do we want to get into that talk, or do we want to do some news real quick? Uh, should we do news first? It's not... Yeah, we can do news first. Then we can get into the Stephenville area. The city council has voted to postpone all of the city's 4th of July events during an emergency teleconference meeting. 4th of July meeting. events. Sorry. Fort, what? You said Fort Worth of July <laughs> I had a rough weekend, bud. Fair fair enough. Fourth of July celebrations. I I am tan today because of what I did yesterday and burned. We'll get into it later. Scheduled for the 4th of July July weekend by the city has been postponed until a later date yet to be determined. Because of safety concerns, according to COVID-19 pandemic and a recent surge of positive cases in Erath County, the vote was 6 to 2. And the margin was to postpone the parade, concert, and the fireworks, along with any other event the city has planned for next weekend. That was uh, June 26th last Mm -hmm. week. That's coming to effect this weekend due to 4th of July. However, I do want to throw in an exception there that the farmer's market is still going to be open. Yeah. Because that is an independent event. However, they do ask that you stay uh, six feet apart, social distance, please bring a mask if you are concerned about getting ill or worried that you are could possibly spread it uh but they are going to have cotton candy ice cream popcorn cookies bread jam jelly pickles salsa soaps plants and much more that's a lot of things it's so much yeah, they are inviting everyone Love out though is that like that was what their post was like yeah come everyone and like come that's everyone a little contradictory but if you're careful i guess it well that's well uh, here's the deal with like the texas reopening right and that's like mm. this that's the big topic that everyone's on yes. about right now is like texas has reopened and we have a ton of case in, like increases so mm-hmm. what's the deal if you're 
doing everything properly, you shouldn't be getting sick because right. you're not running around outside naked. You're not actually. You can't do that anyways. Yeah. You're not running around. <laughs> you're not walking around outside just breathing other, smelling other people. Your face. You can't isn't do that naked. anyways. How are people getting sick, Cole? Um, I think it's people who okay, people at Walmart, for example, at the very little, like, people just aren't wearing masks, guys. <laughs> right. Um, and that's a huge thing. I don't think people really understand what it is. I I I get it. Like, I have lung issues from um, uh, stuff what, that I got sick when I was a lot younger, and it's affected my lungs a lot. So, mm-hmm. I know you how itty, difficult it is. You have itty-bitty lungs. <laughs> You've shown me. You keep them in an Altoids tin. Oh, yeah. That's it. Your little lung <laughs> pump. Um, And ev- anytime I get sick, even if it's just minor allergies, like, it goes to my lungs. So, I get it. Mm-hmm. It's hard to breathe in them, but it's important to wear them. Yeah. Just because even when talking... You just expel a lot of saliva and yeah. uh, different things that like you carry. spit. Yeah, and you just spit with your with your you just, with your mouth. Yeah, you too. It's and gross. Don't do it. Stop. It gets so much further than six feet. Six feet is just the recommendation right. for people to stay away. Honestly, so. get away from me. I don't want you around <laughs> well, me. Fine, I'll leave. I stopped but I don't showering know how we're so people would stop getting near me. Whoa, I'm kidding. That, that leads to a whole is, nother level no, of risk. That is terrible. I actually started washing my hair recently. You didn't wash your hair before? I So, growing <laughs> up, I got a haircut that was either a number one or a number two. Oh. And so, I really did just need body wash. I see. To clean my entire body. I see. This is the longest my hair has ever, literally the longest my hair has ever been. Cool. And I'm learning how to maintain it, yeah. along with a bunch of other things, like money and emotions. Being an adult. Being a being an adult again. Let's talk. Let's bring it back to being an adult. <laughs> oh, God. When it comes to men and being an adult, mm. that's a whole other conversation than women being an adult. And we were yeah. talking whenever I was supposed to be vacuuming earlier today. Well, we couldn't talk and vacuum at the same time. Right, but I got less of my chore done than you got your chore done in the same amount of time. I did clean a lot. <laughs> and so we have a chores sheet, everybody. It's uh, it's cool. Uh, we're adults. We clean our, our uh, not apartment, our <laughs> office. I yes. feel like I live here some days. Yes, definitely. Growing up and becoming mm-hmm. an adult, there's no real transitional, like, date. There's obviously 18, 21, 25, right. but, like, three big ones. You're able to, you're able to, what was it, 18, you're able to vote and, vote. Car- and mm-hmm. uh, carry a long gun. Well, I mean, I guess you could start with 16, which 20, is, like, driver's yeah, license. 16, you're able to drive and work a job. Vote. 18, you're able to vote and, and carry a long gun. 21, um, you're, able cigarettes. To, you're able to drink. drink. To, you're able to perform sin. <laughs> You are now of the age in which you can perform sin. You can you can do it now. <laughs> you weren't able to before, but now you can't. But beforehand, it was real bad if you did it. It's just not as bad because like sin tax is what it's called, not mm. like S Y, but S I N. Yes, uh, you're you're able to perform sins and secretly carry a gun, and oh. then at twenty five. <laughs> Like that before. Well, we live in Texas, so everyone likes to say concealed carry, but like you're yes. just hiding a gun somewhere yeah. on you. Yes. Or in you. <laughs> it's Texas, bro. We don't know. 
And then 25, you're able to perform uh, identity fraud with uh, the bank, i.e. Loan, loans, insurance, stealing money for You can go whatever. on a cruise without having to have an adult with you. Yeah, you can leave the country without a uh, big old dad. Mm. I didn't know about that one. Twenty, you have to be twenty-five before you can get on um, a cruise. It depends on the cruise line. Oh, um, oh is that a? That's not a legal thing. That's a. That's a like. Well, it is kind of. Is it because of the insurance laws, though? Probably. That's what I'm getting. Yeah, at. It's like probably 25, yeah. twenty-five. You get off your parents' insurance. You get into. You're not responsible enough for me to have lower insurance. <laughs> might be twenty-three. Twenty, like that age range. Yes. Though. I'm not close to it, so I'm not super worried about it. I just got twenty-one. Like under my belt, you Baby. know what I mean? Oh uh, yeah, I am a child actually. <laughs> I'm only twenty one too. <laughs> speaking <laughs> speaking of, like we we believe that we're only kids. And yes. we're probably gonna believe that we're only kids until the day we die, and then it'll be like, Oh, I figured it out. And then God takes me. He he takes me out when I get it all figured out. Because <laughs> he can't he can't have that happen no, on this planet. Can't have knowledge. That'd be too easy. <sighs> I know I'm gonna live a long and painful death. Because I'm too stubborn to just make it easy on myself. Mm. And at this point, the devil is loving it. it. It wouldn't be fair. It wouldn't be fair to just off me simply. Oh, I, I have to slide all the way down the hill. Like on a metal slide when you're a kid, you're just like... Oh, no. I am... Did you ever just... Uh, homeschooled? Yes. But you had like a social circle, right? Um, Not until high school. Okay. So that doesn't really Sophomore apply year, here because this is like a middle, this is 100% a middle school thing, but just running down a hill, like just, just going down a hill That seems scary. and running. Okay. There are two types. <laughs> <laughs> there are the ones who watch and the ones who do. Um, <laughs> I would just, I just <laughs> ran down steep hills as fast as possible. So I imagine my, my way into the afterlife is literally like my life is me running and at the instant that I fall and trip. They let me roll a bit to catch up speed to <laughs> ricochet me right into the afterlife. <laughs> yeah. Bah! You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That's how I expect it to Are go, you, at least. You know, you don't have, like, I don't think it's going to be a constant downhill. No, the idea is that I'm picking up momentum. It's a good thing. That way my soul can fly way off into the back. Uh, so they miss they miss me, and I just land somewhere. And I'm like, eh, eh. <laughs> you didn't see me come in because you, you couldn't see me. <laughs> They're like, yeah, he really did. Because if a soul has no weight, it can move faster than the speed of light. And then I can really get going. Wow. Oh, dude. When you start allowing like real-life laws to affect afterlife laws, mm -hmm. it gets messy. Yep. But <laughs> let me wind us back. I didn't have any caffeine for lunch, so... We're gonna have. We're gonna. You're gonna <laughs> have to deal eat with caffeine me. for lunch. Yeah, they make caffeine pills, and they're they taste awful. I, you know, I was I was like actually thinking like little pellets or something. You just eat caffeine. <laughs> That's what I pictured. You know how there's like so alfalfa pellets, but just what? like caffeine. Well, if they're in oh pellet, not pill. No pellet. Oh, that's like, what like, like in my cereal. brain I pictured a pellet. You, <laughs> I take a cup of coffee, I put it into uh, an American press, and I make it into a, a cereal. <laughs> it's co actually that's kind of genius. Hold up, hold up. Coffee cereal. Yes. Just... Well, we all love cold coffee. Like, okay, 
I'm allergic if, to coffee. If you're listening... <sighs> <laughs> Keep going. Sorry. Just because I'm allergic does not mean that I can't be in the business of coffee. <laughs> I, I forget. It's the caffeine you're allergic to or the, like, plant coffee that you're allergic to? The plant coffee. You can't have decaf. Mm-mm. That's right. But you can't have caffeine. Yes. Okay. So, because cereal is basically just solid chemicals, this won't hurt you whatsoever. <laughs> we'll make the... No, ca- coffee's already vegan. What? How do I help? How do I include your brain? You? It's just like it's trying to be inclusive to you, but you like it's okay. Physically can't have the one thing that I'm trying to involve you for coffee for the scheduled fun bit of the show. We can do teas as well. Cool. Okay. Ooh, tea cereal. Milk. Okay, so there's milk tea exists, and then everyone puts way too much creamer and whipped cream in their coffee, anyways, since the advent of Starbucks. As such, what if you just get a bowl of cold milk and you pour in, like, cereal that turns your milk just into an iced coffee or an iced tea? It's adult cereal. It's got... But you're it's, saying it's like like actual cereal bits? Well, have you ever had... Or just powdered coffee? Have you ever eaten... A dark chocolate coated, like, nut. Yes. So, like a peanut, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So if you if you toast a peanut, it's basically like... Oh, no, if you puff a peanut, it's basically cereal. You ever had puff peanuts? Is that just... No. I've never had that. That is a... That is not an American thing, I just remembered. Okay. That is an international food. Puffed peanuts exist. Okay. <laughs> Hello. No, you've had puffed corn before. Popcorn? No, puffed corn. Like Cheeto do- Cheeto balls. Oh, yes. That's called puff. That's puffed corn. Okay. Product. You can do it with any starchy thing. You can do puffed, puffed potatoes. You can do puffed corn. You can do puffed uh, peanuts. So all we do is do puffed coffee beans. Interesting. Or we can do puffed peanuts or like... Well, probably you probably go back to puffed corn, and then you'd add like caffeine chemical back into it because you can extract the caffeine out mm. of all that stuff mm-hmm. and just take those. I mean, a Monster Energy drink. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do those affect you whatsoever? Uh, You're like the perfect testing person for this too. <laughs> Do they affect me? I mean, in the bad way. Sort of. Like, what are your symptoms whenever you drink? Whenever you would drink a cup of coffee. I haven't haven't had coffee since I was a kid. So you don't... Wait, who was giving you coffee as a kid? I was told you're not supposed to take that stuff until you're like 18. Because it can affect your brain health. Uh, Was I lied to now? When can you have coffee? (laughs) Alright, hold up. I don't know. When? Oh. Monsters don't usually... like. Monsters don't usually give me any kind of energy. It's more of a placebo for me. If not, I usually get a little tired when I drink stuff like that. When can you drink a coffee? No, not during the day. How old? <laughs> How old? We had a bit, guys, can and we have just like. No. But we only had one bit, so I guess this is the extra bit. You. Drink? No. How young do you have to be to drink? Well, How do I say this? You know, into I. Google? <laughs> How young do I? I think it just depends on whether your parents are okay with it. 
Yeah, but legally, like, that's the same for alcohol as well. Like, you can give your child alcohol. Yeah. No matter the I age. I guess that's true. But, like, okay, take my significant other's little brother, for example. He um, is diagnosed um, oh. as being on the, autistic spec- uh, the autism spectrum and being ADHD. They tell him... 12 years age. Hmm. You shouldn't have coffee until you're 12. Well... Just because kids are hyper. He drinks coffee because he loves it and it calms him down. Same. So, oh, I love some but caffeine. But he is definitely also, under 12. I'm going, through, I'm, I'm going through some experimental stuff right now to figure yeah. out if I've got ADHD and not just anxiety. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I'm just... I'm testing things right now. In the healthiest way possible. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. slamming coffee. <laughs> Left, right. I know it sounds that way now that I've put, like, big words in it. I have... I found a place that that makes caffeine pills. If you're an adult, you kind of have to. It makes caffeine pills. They're two cups of coffee a piece. I will... My body will remove anything that enters it after two of those pills within, 20, <laughs> within like, 24 hours. Like, you know what I'm saying, yes, right? Yes, I know what you're saying. Audience, you well, know what I'm saying, because we're all adults here. You know, it, you have to... And if you're not, Once you get you this age, like, once you get, like, over 12, for example, mm-hmm. um, you have to start, like, if you think you um, fit the symptomology or whatever... Um, That's a cool word. ...of that like adhd or autism mm-hmm. you yeah. kind of have to test it yourself yeah. unfortunately man- especially manic depression bipolarism yes um but those are typically just they're diagnosed early on when you're young yeah and a lot of times insurance won't cover things if you're older yeah. than 12 well, there's also i know with the adhd thing mm-hmm. and this affected a lot of my circle of friends was like mm-hmm. every 12 year old kid got hit with the ADHD tag right? if their parents wanted them to. Mm-hmm. And so it was an excuse to give your kids, I think Ritalin was the like... Mm, yeah, I, the, I think so. That was the like Facebook word mm-hmm. of that year. And so like all of middle school and even into early high school, mm-hmm. kids would be like, I'm ADHD. And they just, they were just restless. Yeah. Because all the parents were like, they have hot, uh, what is it? They just have high energy. Mm-hmm. And so I've got this like denial situation built up of like... yeah. I'm 21 years old and still have this, like... Yes. This like, obvious... Like, I talk to people and they're like, hey, calm down. And I'm just like, oh. Whoops. Didn't know I wasn't... Didn't know I wasn't... Regular, calm. right? I, yeah, I can chill out super fine. And then there's also... There are a lot more um, females who actually have ADHD. Yeah, they don't present the same way. They don't present the same way. And there was this belief for so long that women could not have ADHD. Yeah. And it Just was always, because it, it was seen as a boy's a boy's disease and autism as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And it, it presents it presents differently in uh, female people. Like, and with that, we can get into the main topic that I wanted to talk about today, <laughs> right? Which was <laughs> the presentation of uh, women in media, mm-hmm. specifically the femme fatale. Yeah. Only because I recently listened to like an hour long bit about explaining how the femme fatale is society's belief on what a bad woman is Mm -hmm. and how that has shaped a lot of these preconceived notions that we grow up with in the modern day right exactly so there's a lot of stuff that you don't realize is negative um or puts a certain type of person in a negative light until you really think about it and then just ends up hurting people to to the benefit of no one Mm -hmm. and that's the biggest issue is like 
the femme fatale character in in one way was misogynistic and another way was empowering because all it did was show us a character mm-hmm. it did tell us how to act with that character because over the course of these noir films and these are all films that the the black and white standard is what we're going to use for a lot of these examples um of a femme fatale was a in the 1920s to 1930s uh b-side films called noir n-o-i-r these women are characterized... Let's go through the definition real fast. Sure. Okay. Uh, femme fatale comes from the French term fatal woman. It's the personification of a, you know, a, a sexy, powerful, independent female mm-hmm. character who... Uh, uses her charm. Uses her, her charm, her influence, and her intelligence to ultimately be the downfall of usually a male character, mm-hmm. another male character within the story. And they're, you know, they're considered fatal because to either, and you get into like the two versions of a femme fatale based on whatever story you're trying to tell, mm-hmm. but the, either it's the, uh, the woman who has been destroyed or scorned and in, damaged by society re- using what society believes, well, what society has given her as weapons mm-hmm. to like sort of perform, her, that's how she lives out her life now is a cynical worldview um, because she was, because of whatever happened, uh, usually past traumas. Right. Um, she has a cynical worldview, uses her, she has intelligence, she is goal optimized, and she uh, specifically is either despises or does not commit to the traditional uh, roles of womanhood, being like mm-hmm. mother, mothering someone or having right. that like mothering identity. Usually they're shown as greedy, selfish. Uh, willing to do whatever to get to the end goal. Mm-hmm. And um, because it was a female who was performing this, it, it got its own characterization. It became very popularized as the like the da- this dangerous lady mm-hmm. uh, who's also incredibly seductive as well, who uses her charms, her physique, all of these things. And she she knows who she is. And taking that into account, these characters from, like, going to your own memories, audience, these characters are always the bad guys. Or they are a, like, one of the villains types. Right. It's a villain trope to create a femme fatale. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. So, if you break it down for, like, a couple of minutes and you, you, you use some, some uh, SJW terminology here... You've got society saying that, like, these are the traits in a woman we don't like. All of these ones are bad, so we'll make a woman who personifies all the bad traits. Right. And all those bad traits just happen to be independence, education, um, doing stuff for yourself versus having a family. And so we take, yeah, it's seen seen and, I guess, uh, what's the term, coded, if we want to get into that terminology. Um you've you've coded these characters to be this is the personification of a bad woman because uh bad stuff always begets her she becomes a tragic character in the sense that she's taken up this life and usually it's always ends up being like crime she's taken up this independent life of crime and now because like her goals are oriented but the way that she goes about it and her choices her her individual choices have caused her downfall mm-hmm. or she just is bad, is evil, right. is, a, is a force of nature, evil person. Bad yeah. example of a good woman. And we were talking about earlier, I like, I want you to bring up the point that you made that 
either they do have that downfall Mm -hmm. or they end up changing their ways. Yeah, so there's two endings to the story of the femme fatale in most, uh, like, classic film. Is either they are destroyed... Mm-hmm. They are they are sent to jail for murder. They lose all of the money that they had tried to gain over the course, or they die. That's kind of like the three bits: is like sent to jail for murder or money laundering, and then die. That's the three like tropes they like to do. Mm. The alternate story, which is the one that gets into a little more complex territory, is they are redeemed in the eyes of society. They they are in the done. Eyes of man. Yeah, kind of. Um, in in a certain level, they are no long they they change their old ways because they uh, they used being a femme fatale as a way to gain their independence, and now they can be subservient to the right man. Mm-hmm. And that that's one example of, of like finding the, finding the a love interest. Of, yeah, finding a love interest and from being like oh, okay, trying to make your way out of I'll the previous the previously abused man. Right or the what what is it the the one that is most modern take on that is when the femme fatale she sort of settles down with mm-hmm. an old like the old rival concept in a story it's it's not super popular but it's a uh, take a indiana jones character type and okay. a and a female like a femme fatale type of like constantly going back and forth in and out of each uh, other's yes. existence i see and then or i think a modern version of that would be jonah rivers and doctor who where they are, it's they're tragic characters at that point. Yeah. They're not allowed to, at because of the choices they've made in their life, they're no longer allowed to be together and be happy. Mm. They don't, they don't get that, and and that's a very like that's a little bit of a skewed telling of that Doctor Who version, but it is an example that applies in this context. Mm-hmm. It's the idea of like because she's chosen independence, she has for like she has forsaken dependence, and it's right. shown as tragic. And that leads to a lot of these weird situations and, and a term that is uh, that leads to a lot of problems is the infantization of women. The the need or the ingrained need that you have to or the social norm that you have to be dependent constantly. And if mm-hmm. you're independent, it's bad, like we were saying. Yeah, leads to problems. You're the, mm-hmm. You become the downfall of men. Right. No one can hold you down. You're a problem woman. You've got so mm-hmm. many issues. And uh, that's another one that comes off of it is the like the broken woman or the problem girl. Mm-hmm. This this character archetype uh, that... And a lot of people get their idea... Like, the reason I'm using all of these film terms and stuff is a lot of people get their ideas on how dating should go from, from movies. movies. From movies, you know, books, I I personally believe that rom-coms have caused a lot of problems in, like people's beliefs of relationship right i mean it, it always shows the beginning of the relationship that honeymoon phase and it never yeah. shows you how they deal with difficult There's issues one, let me look this up you go ahead and keep going let me okay. look up a scene that i want to explain to you because it's it makes this whole thing like help come together yeah and i want listeners to know that it's we're not saying that this world is like still super like at that level of super misogyny i mean there it's gonna be latent misogyny now it it's <laughs> I disconnected the camera you lost the camera it's fine Dang it. um it's that internalized misogyny that a lot of women grow up feeling and still have until you gain that education or you gain that insight into uh like <laughs> 
um, into, oh, that's, like, people made this character because they didn't want women to be this way. That's just gone now. <laughs> it's fine. I've ruined it. Keep going. Um, I can't find the scene either. Oh, it's all yeah, really again, fun. talking about the movies and everything, that's what we base our um, outward identity as. Okay, I want to be like this person in TV. I want to be like this person in the movies. And people who write these things know what they're doing with these characters. It's not just like, oh, oops, we didn't mean to um, make a character like that and put it in a bad light. It it was purposeful. And it's not until you realize the subtleties of that that you really understand a lot of the the misogyny associated with the femme fatale character. And, like, there are a lot of misogynies that go... This is going to just turn into a talk about femme fatales for the most part. <laughs> okay. Just because it's, like, all I've been thinking about recently yeah. is creating characters and how that affects stories. Uh, because I am running a and d campaign this uh, yeah, I currently. mean, and it's good that you, you're using your voice to talk about that. So they, There is misogyny and there is empowerment mm-hmm. in this character. Just like all things that have history, there is... There's a back and forth. There's a back and forth. The misogyny is the situation that they are evil characters. Mm-hmm. That they are against society. They're individuals. They use their, they use their sex as a weapon. Mm-hmm. They use their intelligence to be scheming. They use their independence to gain more control. They are not, they're not your protagonists. They are mm-hmm. an antagonistic force, right? Yeah. The powerful part of it, however, the empowerment, the, the feminist, is the fact that a woman can do that. Yeah. The ability to be like, if you if you put yourself together properly, you can command the respect of any... You can literally walk on a man and he'll love it. Mm-hmm. You can take all of his money. You can take his business. Mm-hmm. You can create your own business. You can create your own stuff. You can be you can be uh, wanted by everyone. You can be envied. Mm-hmm. All of this, if you just put your mind to it, if you right. choose it. So in film, it allowed for uh, it r- allowed for the ability to have characters who were not just the like docile housewife character. You could have this idea of like a a, a girl doing something and like causing change. Right. In society. And that's not to say that mothers don't do so much already. Of course. That's to say that like... But you don't have to. You're a... You are a... It it lets a uh, a young girl see... Oh, you're a force to be reckoned with. Mm -hmm. Whatever you decide to do is going to have to affect things. Right. Right. It puts... It puts the... The... what, What did you say it was? The... Like the internalization yes. of the old ways isn't a weight on your back, but it's a conscious choice. Mm-hmm. It sort of breaks that idea that you're shackled into something. Right. Right. And, and that I can mean, be empowering. It can. I mean, and it's still hard to break that because it's something you're like in psychology. You take like a general general psychology course. It's always about what was spoken um, to you is what you first associate your identity with. Mm-hmm. So it's still hard to break those ties to that older culture. Yeah. But there are, um, uh, me- like mentors and, uh, figures out there. You can look to for the empowerment. I mean, 
take Elsa, for example, from Disney's Frozen. That's your favorite example, personally. (laughs) She's a queen, and she's great, and she has a lot of things that she has to let go in her past. Mm -hmm. Um, But she ends up being amazing. And I'd say another recent example in Mm -hmm. film is Wonder Woman. Yeah. Especially the 2018 Wonder Woman release. Um, I didn't see that one. Oh. But <laughs> uh, well, there's a sequel coming out. Nine. What is it? I think it's called 19, Wonder Woman 1984. Okay. Uh, and it's her in the modern times. So just the fact that we have that as an on-film example. Yes. Whereas the most recent version of her was only an animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, that's a whole other discussion of like, is the animation, is that just Ooh. for kids? <laughs> that one's personal. I was going to go be an animator. That was That's what I wanted really? to do out of high school. Yep. Wow. 2D animator. And then I got into the industry, and they're like, 3D is the way. And I was like, later. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, there's still 2D animation. There is 2D animation. And it, it ain't it ain't making it. Yeah. And that's, that's all because of production and stuff, and we can talk about that later. Yeah. But women, when it comes to being portrayed... And that's, like, again, taking into account females are shown this version of them of what they aspire to be mm-hmm. right it's like here here's what a good here's what a good woman is like here's a good example right you know for men that's superman it's like be superman <laughs> that's like growing up it was like be superman i was like i want to be batman like that's a little too goth go ahead and be like do superman <laughs> um and for women that's like that's wonder woman that's elsa these mm-hmm. these independent people who are going through hardship they are going they are taking on quests mm-hmm. they are performing action right. that's new mm-hmm. that's very it's not super new there's a bit of a like westernization that comes into that right there is like there is a like all right obviously in like older tales there's the idea of like the the man controls everything outside the house the woman controls everything inside the house, the house. yes there's that that play concept going on right right but with the advent of tech the industrial revolution and british influence if you've made all the jobs on the inside of the house and this talks back in infantization if you've made all the, the jobs on the inside of the house incredibly easy you no longer have any expectations for someone on the inside of the house right now there's no standard there's no bar being set there's no responsibility there is no mm-hmm. actual challenge or growth. And so you don't expect anything of these members of society. Right. You can't they believe now, they, could, they could be capable of something like that. So it creates two versions. It creates the one who is competent, but no one no one expects them to be competent. And that's where you get a lot of glass ceiling situations mm-hmm. in business. And then you get the, the bimbo con- like situation of right. doesn't know how to do anything is just a pretty face because that's all they've ever needed. Mm-hmm. And those are those are your two main examples of misogyny in the modern like United States. Yes. You have you have the bimbo who didn't earn her place and then you have the what would it, what would it be? The floozy who is like pushing way too hard to get is, and is being like locked off from moving up because no one expects her to be able to go to move up. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. That's that's these versions. And so this femme fatale character that like emerges after that, after that whole that whole situation is a personification 
of, and this is getting into a little bit into like group psychology and time period psychology, mm -hmm. but there's a belief that the femme fatale is a personification of the fears of man during a post-war world where women entered the workplace. They acquired independent wealth. There's a, there's a whole other category of the femme fatale where she's promiscuous. Mm -hmm. Her fidelity is in question. She could right. be sleeping around with multiple people. She can because she's independent, right? Right. And that's what a guy would do if he was independent. Yeah, but it's it like, wouldn't be as big of an issue. <laughs> exactly. Again, out of the house, in the house thing. Yes. Right. These these older concepts. Right, and it has a basis in fear of just like is. It's a lot of fear, actually. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of fear of the unknown, and that's where people lash out and everything. Just unknowing, like, am I going to have my job? Is this person going to take it over? Am I going to yeah. be destroyed, taken down? Mm -hmm. All of that. There is a legitimate fear that if someone, you know, if someone becomes independent, they no longer need you. Men lose their ability to perform in the workplace. It's not that they lost it. It's that there's this whole other group of people who are just doing better than them mm -hmm. you know what this makes me think of a short a What's pixar up? short that was just put on disney plus it's called pearl okay and the basis of it is this pink ball of yarn gets a job okay. at this big this company called i want it to be the stamp company for some reason Go it's on. called bro b-r-o okay. yeah. like um it's i don't know what it's uh an acronym for but that's they, what it spells out they make something i assume um it doesn't really talk about what the company is okay but it starts off and it's all these men in this office and they're all like punching each other like yeah dude you know all the toxic masculinity stuff that you can think about like they're talking about classic, girls. classic bro yeah they're talking about uh they're making jokes about um things at the water cooler that sort of thing and then this pink ball of yarn comes in through the elevator. The first one, her name is Pearl. And... Oh, it's most definitely a female? Yes. All right. Um, and she comes in and she feels completely uninvited, unwelcome. Yeah. They don't talk to her. They don't even know how to really interact with her. Yeah. Girl. Girl. <laughs> Pretty Girl. much. And, and they just like purposefully exclude her from things. Don't yeah. listen to her thoughts and her opinions on what they should do for the strategy meeting. Projects. Yeah. And then there's this point where she's like, well, maybe if I just act more like a guy, mm. like if I act more like them, she like knits herself into more of a masculine shape and, oh, yeah. and everything. And she goes through and she's accepted by them finally she makes crude jokes she does all this and uh -huh. um yells and like aggression and all of that yeah it becomes a bro right becomes a bro all right takes on the outward identity when inside of course she's still like this lovable little ball of yarn mm -hmm. and then later on in the short there's another ball of yarn that gets hired on mm. and pearl is like oh no should I go with the guys or should I try to help her? Yeah. Um, all the balls of yarn are girls. <laughs> that it's just going to associate like she sticks out in a world of men, basically. What is, wait, wait. So what are the are the other The employ all the employees yeah. are men. Right. They're Bro men. Mm -hmm. What are they made of though? Are they like concrete? They're just regular men. Oh. Yeah. What? 
Yeah. It, this is cool. Yeah, it's just regular men. That's a in cool, this, like, art thing. Yeah. Keep, keep going, keep going. Yeah. Uh, so this other ball of yarn comes in, and, of course, the ball of yarn is just, like, a symbol to be, like, they stick out, right? Yeah. Um, and she's like, oh, I'm so happy to be here. It's so good to meet you. And then Pearl, the original ball of yarn, like, makes fun of her and, like, talks no. bad about her to the guys. And so they're like, oh, yeah, all the guys are, like, accept her again. And and then she realizes that that's not the way to go. That's what she, that's that's what what she, she dealt felt. with. Exactly. Yeah. And so she changed her form again and, and became her inward self on the outside. Uh-huh. And it flashes to like years later and then there are like bunch a bunch of balls of yarn and uh-huh. different colors of balls of yarn and Sick. and them all working together. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was amazing and Pixar did it and also they cursed in it, which was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's Pixar. <laughs> That's good. But you could tell it was just like they spent a lot of time yeah. looking at toxic masculinity mm-hmm. and how women have to deal with that in the workplace. And then how just one person can set a standard and like come in yeah. and just really diversify a company and get new perspectives and really help the company in the long run. Here, that's the thing that I, I don't know if, if, uh, if a lot of people talk about it, but like breaking up that bro culture Mm -hmm. helps everybody. It does. So like I come from Texas high school and middle school. (laughs) Like I came from the public education system in Texas, Mm -hmm. which is very bro. Um, Even like the volleyball girls would be total like bro. Right. Right. And when I say bro, it's like taking on that outward identity, just Mm -hmm. clicky. Right. And mm-hmm. there was a, the ones who were cool that you actually wanted to be around were the ones who were like just genuine people. Yeah. Like I, I've got a couple of like faces of people that were just like, oh, yeah, they were cool and they were cool and they were cool. And like this guy, this guy over here was cool. But, like there was one guy who was like he looks total, total jock. And then we'd hop into the locker room and he'd have like all these anime tattoos on because he, <laughs> he was 18 yeah. in high school. So yeah. he had all these anime tattoos. And I'm just like. I would have never thought. And he's like, yeah, man, like... Nerd. I just, I just really enjoy... <laughs> yeah, he beat me up. <laughs> he, he put me in his locker. No, he was just like, yeah, man, it's really cool. And I was like, I was so on the defensive. Mm-hmm. But there's no reason to be. Right. Because it's just everyone being on the... It, what it really feel, felt like growing up that way was that everyone was on the defensive. Yes. And that's where you everyone get Everyone's trying these, to figure out their identity, so... Well, it's just... It's all... Everyone's worried about what everyone else is thinking. Mm-hmm. If you ever get it... And this doesn't... This can't happen nowadays, but I ha- I was given some advice a while ago, and, it was, and I think, personally, I experienced this when I was working night shift, because um, I was just alone by myself mm-hmm. for extended periods of time, had a lot of time to reflect and think. But uh, for daytime people, for normies, like y'all listeners here... <laughs> Go to a public function by yourself and just enjoy it. Scary. Why is it scary? Well, there's... No, no, walk, walk me through it, really, yeah, genuinely. Yeah. Why uh, is it scary? I mean, well, I have social anxiety, but um, a right. lot of people have that uh, people on have some it. level. Actually, everyone has it. On some level, yes. Um, it's just being by yourself, not being part of this group. Mm-hmm. Uh, because humans are social creatures, even if you right. are an introvert yeah. versus an extrovert. Yeah, there's you a level be of accepted. social. There's a level of mm-hmm. social mm-hmm. that we all experience, and it's just the fear that you're not going to be accepted. Yeah, 
no one's going to be watching you if you go by yourself. No one's paying attention to you. Hmm. I can promise you. I have gone to movie theaters. I don't really go to bars um, just because I wasn't old enough at the time when I was told mm-hmm. this. Uh, <laughs> now you're too busy. My biggest thing was, yeah, now I work too much. Uh, at what was it? At like 19 years old, I just went to get groceries at mm-hmm. 4.30 in the morning. Can't do that anymore. <laughs> You can't do that anymore. Work shift has really probably died. Yeah. Well, no, because it uh, work shift only re- night shift really only exists in like Fort Worth, uh, in like downtown areas. Right. Uh, and they probably have a whole other level of precaution. But what I'm getting at is, I was I would do things like when no one else was around, and I was right. just like, oh, things continue moving forwards. Well, like I'm here doing something, no one's watching me. Right. And then I would go do stuff during the day when I would look like hell and I'd, I'd have, like, messy hair. And to me, it was midnight. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to get a pizza, dude. <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to get a pizza and ice cream. And it was like, people were like, man, he's having a really rough lunch. That was my concern was people were going to see me and, like, move out of the way. And mm-hmm. I'd, like, walk up ne- in the line back when you could be next to people. Mm-hmm. I'd smell them so bad. No. And you would just, you just stand there like a normal person. Like you're just a normal person. Right. Just standing in a public space. Yeah. People might think something, but it's not like a big deal. You're never going to see them again. Yeah. And I think that there's a lot of, people have a lot of worries that there's going to be a public backlash or like a group of people are going to get them, but you're all in your head. You're all in your head. It's all, I think a lot of it has to do with the level of maturity because like when you're a kid, I remember my dad saying, don't don't worry about other people what other people think yeah and as a teenager i was like well i mean i care a lot what other people think mm-hmm. like i because i want friends <laughs> exactly you I want, want friends social, you want that social bit. and you think you have to put on some weird out or not weird uh, outside persona of oh i'm super cool i know everything mm-hmm. that sort of thing but thinking back to that conversation now i wish i had stopped worrying about what other people think because yeah. it doesn't matter yeah. <laughs> the people who you will build relationships with like true relationships will care about the person you are whether you are putting on this outside persona or the inward self that you know you are and you also have to find that that self and I was put in definitely not a, somewhat of a similar situation when i went to london for three months mm-hmm. on a study abroad um i didn't have any friends going yeah so that it was isolation. just me mm-hmm. and it was an isolation i had to go learn how to grocery shop for the first time oh wow. by myself um over there which is crazy oh that's cool that's like a big one it was all different too yeah so i had to experience that complete isolation from my family and my friends and my partner at the time so sometimes you have to be put in situations like that to really figure out who you are and what direction you want to take and finally realize it doesn't matter what people think right it matters what you think what you do and what you do and all of that culminates right back to wherever we were talking of like specifically when it came to women in media Mm mm-hmm they don't want you to go out and, like, do your own thing and think. They want to right. mold you into this little perfect little box. Right. Or at least that's what you think. Yeah. Parents who, like, shelter their children never 
seem to do it maliciously. No, it's not malicious. It's you know, and you've experienced this. Yes, I have. They just worry about you. They worry a lot, and it's about is my baby going to be safe? Um, yeah, are not, they going to find the right person in their life? They forget, and it's because you know your nose is too close to the dirt. I was going to say another word. <laughs> what? It's, it's another. It's an. It's an idiom. Okay, but it can only work in like construction. Mm. It's, a, it's a construction idiom. Don't okay. worry about it. They're too close to the problem to realize that they're a part of it. Mm-hmm. They were they worry and it's it's this level of it's you know infantization right to make baby like my child they don't know how to they don't know how to get a job like uh, it starts simple actually they it starts incredibly yeah. simple they don't know how to do laundry so i do it for them mm-hmm. they don't know how to do this so i do it for them and as this person gets older they start moving up and the parents are like they don't know how to buy groceries so i'll do it for them mm-hmm they don't know, you know, they don't know how to cook, so I'll do it for them. They don't know how to buy groceries, I'll do it for them. They don't know how to drive, I'll do it for them. They don't know how to how to purchase a car, so I'll do it for them. Yeah. They don't know how to pick their pick out a college in their future, so I'll do it for them. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to do this, so I'll do it for them. Yeah, I mean, and that can happen with like male children too, but a lot of the times it's yeah. it's um well, daughters. on that level, we have girls. another situation, and we can talk into this next episode. If you, well, right. you're not going to be there. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if Jake would want to talk about it. Maybe <laughs> we can get. Not. Maybe we can really talk political. about it on your podcast, Making Space. Yes, that I might want be to do a, cool a, a misogyny on on a podcast yeah. soon. So. But with boys, it's another situation of of uh, like throw continuously throw them into yes problems. Yes. And so all they know is problem solving. And don't teach them how to deal with that and deal with emotions. It's just straight anger. And a lot of that does have to do with like growth and testosterone and stuff. It does change your emotions. There's reactions. But you have to learn how to deal with that. Mm -hmm. And because your dad didn't know how to deal with that, he doesn't know how to teach you to deal with that. And so the cycle goes on unless you have education. And the worst one, and this is the most common one that's seen on the female side of stuff when mm-hmm. it's portrayed in films and mm-hmm. movies but it's not seen a lot on the on the male side of things is daddy's baby girl mm-hmm. that's that's like usually the stem that creates the like the bimbo character right in, in media and stuff mommy's little boy mm-hmm. everyone believes that like men li- like cut that tie and grow right. up and, and separate, want, like, inherently want to separate themselves. Women don't want to separate themselves, but that's not true whatsoever. Right. And that's where these problems lie, is it's very difficult when your mother is telling you, you know, grow, like, so that you can just keep doing what you're doing. She, you know, mm-hmm. she's mothering you, She and a lot of think, people think that she's they're smothering you, but they're just trying to be supportive, other you know the opposite version of that is like what are you doing you little child get out of my house and that <laughs> right. might be the interaction that that uh of like in the inverse sex roles that might be an interaction you have with your parents is you have one who's over and one who's under mm-hmm. and so all of this culminates into this like mass problem that we've had yeah which I... is like you're o- you've been overprotective of this one underprotective of this one and now we're looking at the long-term effects of this mm-hmm. and the, this is what it's caused. Yeah. And I think it's a, a lot to do with the generational thing too, because our parents' generation had so much to deal with, like the, the boomer generation. And it's just, Oh, my parents are, are gen X. Oh no. They had, 
They had no problems. <laughs> Boomers had no problems either. All right, real talk. Seriously. Okay. What What do they have to deal with? Because World War Two was over. That's why they were yeah. born. So it wasn't a world war. Depression was over because yeah. that was wor- that ended when World War Two started. So they had post American. They had post-industrial revolution in America. They had a post-war economy boom. They had modernized technologies. They had modern well, medicines. There, it's also like... They just won a war. The nuclear family stereotypes and the like the social movements that happened during that time. There's a lot of stigma associated with having a right and normal family. Yeah. And you're still seeing that now. It's You're, you're seeing the tail end of like... Well, I'm a kid mm-hmm. from these parents from this generation, and they want me to be normal, but I just want to be myself. Right. So there's a lot of like denial in that generation mm. to anything different, different than this yeah. mom, dad, brother, sister type of yeah, family. Right. So it's not necessarily that they were in a war or in a depression, but more on the emotional and psychological side. That yeah. they were pushed to be a certain thing, and now that's what they identify as. That's their identity. Mm-hmm. So you are, in essence, taking away their identity or breaking their identity. So they yeah. fight against you. If you're doing something different to mm-hmm. them, mm-hmm. that and that's where the conflict lies. Yeah. Right. See, I still, I am still like a being of survival at this point. Yeah. Where I'm like, I don't have enough money for food. Why am I? I'm not worried about like your pronouns. I don't care. Let's get some food. Mm. Like, let's cook. I don't. I will serve if you come to my table. We are eating pasta. I love pasta because it is cheap, and because yes. it it fills you up. Yes. It might be hot dog pasta, but we're eating <laughs> pasta. I don't care what you look like. I don't care what you talk like. I don't care what you sound like. If you steal somebody else's pasta, we'll cook you and eat you. All right. No, no cannibalism. See, don't steal other people's pasta. He forced our hand, officer. <laughs> oh my god. Oh no. I don't have any more speaking points. Okay. Do you? Uh, n- no, I think I really need to get on a notes episode or a show notes for my podcast about this. Yeah. Topic. Definitely. Yeah, we have a good professor, um, Dr. Jensen, who would be a good one. She's nice. amazing. I've had her on before, but sick, easy. Yeah. No, that sounds like a good episode too. Very and then excited. for boys, I because you'd have to do both sides of it, right? Yeah. I don't know how you who you get for boys. That would be some. That would be someone. That would be one. Dif- someone else in gender studies. Well, that's difficult to f- go and find, isn't it? Yeah. For the exact reason that we've been talking, you're talking about is <laughs> yes. like maybe you go to football. I don't know. <laughs> Athletics. Yeah. Hey, you got any vulnerable boys in here? They're like, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. No, can't have that. Emotions. Yeah. People have them. And they're allowed to have them. They shouldn't have them. No, they're definitely allowed to have them. We're over here going to be disagreeing for the next week, but we hope that y'all have an enjoyable 4th of July. Because this is coming out later yeah. tonight. And that's in like three days. Stay home. Or. Or don't. Just stay in your parking lot. Yeah. You can still go outside. Just don't be around other people. Go to a dog park. Be safe. Take people's, steal people's dogs. Don't steal dogs. If you're going to play tag, use a Nerf gun. If you do have a dog, be careful though. Fireworks can cause Fireworks them to run away. Fireworks cause dog problems. Just, again, more Nerf guns, less touching, 
We hope everyone stays safe. <laughs> Bye, y'all.